Welcome back to episode number 20. Well, not welcome back to episode 20, just welcome back to Fits and Starts, comma, episode 20. It's our 21st episode. Hey, have you ever heard of Fits and Starts? It's a podcast. <laughs> it's a podcast about work and life. So, uh, welcome to episode number 20. Uh, good morning, Daniel. Good afternoon. Hello. Uh, so, this is the final episode of our second sprint. If you weren't around for episode number 10, you might not know, but we, after each uh, set of 10 episodes, we take a short little break to kind of... Uh, gather our thoughts and, and uh, gird our loins for the next sprint, sort of in the line of uh, agile development. So uh, mm. this is the final episode where we talk about where the show has been and where it's going next. Uh, one really important thing other than just listening to the episode that we could really use your help on is that we're trying to figure out the best way to monetize this episode. We'll get into the details on that later on. Get the money. But uh, in case you miss it, please do look down at the show notes. The top link in the show notes there is a link to a Google form. And at the Google form, you can tell us what uh, you prefer. Do you prefer ads to be on the show, or do you prefer us to uh, start a Patreon account? If we start a Patreon account, are you actually interested in contributing or not? Uh, we want to try to figure out some way to recover some of the costs of the show and maybe monetize it a little bit, and uh, we just also want to not be gross about it. So I uh, would love your input. Yeah. And for some reason, John wants to know how old you are. I'm not sure why. <laughs> There's some optional dem- demographic no, demographic questions afterwards. You don't have to actually uh, do that if you don't want I, to. I don't want to know how old you are. I'm kind of curious how old you are. So uh, really appreciate if you could take like just 10 seconds to fill that out. Now, John, I think we've learned that when we ask people to do things in the intro, they usually don't do them, Mm -hmm. Um, which is evidenced by our 22 iTunes ratings. (laughs) Um, But but I would just like to be very clear. Yes. (laughs) Please go do this. Please. Your future is in your hands. So true. We're not supposed to talk about the show on the show, but we're going to talk about the show on the show. We're going to give ourselves some slack. We're going to give ourselves a little bit of slack here. Um, as, uh, long-time listeners of the show might know, uh, we started this thing just because we were having these conversations anyways, and we decided that we wanted to try to edit them up, put them out there, uh, and see if any of our kind of friends and family were chewing on the same ideas, and that they might be interested in hearing what we have to say, and then responding to us, and then... Uh, we revisit some topics and have some ongoing themes as we explore sort of the beginnings of our careers. Uh, and we decided to break it up into 10-episode sprints, sort of like agile development. So we did our first 10 episodes, and it was just the two of us talking. And it was uh, we, we covered a lot of ground, and it was interesting. And then uh, picked up a little bit more steam than we expected, so we started inviting guests on the show. Uh, and that was kind of the second sprint that we just finished, 10 episodes of guests. And... The, well, the thing that we found out was that uh, apparently we can just send emails to anyone we want and they'll just uh, say yes. So now all yeah, of a sudden... They'll just come on the show. They'll just come on the show. Uh, they, they don't have a really good reason to. They're, they don't seem to really be getting anything out of it, but uh, there's a lot of generous people out there who are uh, generous with their time and attention. So the agreement that we had was that we were going to come back and revisit every 10 episodes and do an episode that's just the two of us where we sort of say, where is the show, where have we been, and where are we going? And I, I still think that's a good idea. So um, we're going to talk about the show on the show. So now we're coming up on another 10-episode sprint, and I think we're both in agreement that we would like to continue having guests on, right? Yeah, well, they're just more interesting than us. That's right. I mean, we, like the thing is, 
you and I, uh, I think we're okay at asking people questions, but uh, you know, people don't want to just hear us blabber on. They want to hear the interesting yeah. people. So right, exactly. Uh, there's only so many times I can tell you something's not a moral issue. Yeah, and there's only so many times that I can tell you that I have a rational fear that I have a hard time grappling with. So it's we're in a good place. Uh, yeah, I think we're I think we're gonna be fine. We're gonna be good. So I was thinking through kind of like what what is the show? Which we we've come back to this. Uh, a few different times where we sort of redefine what the show is and, and, and where it's going. And I, I, I had this thought, and tell me what you think about this. The, the theme, if I could boil down what I think the show is, is really kind of about, is you and I, uh, we want to do really good work, and we want to be uh, better people. And so to that end, we go and talk to fascinating people about how they do their work. Now, when uh, you say better people, do you mean better than our previous selves or better than everyone else? <laughs> yeah. I, wanna, I would like to establish a master race. That's kind of okay. the, where I was going with this show. Is that our, yeah, I want to be best people. Be best people. Yeah. No, I want us to be the best. I, I, I want us, you know, just I want to do better, you know, uh, and uh, I want to think better. I want to uh, uh, process information better and, and, and do, better per, do better work while kind of remaining a sane and healthy person. So that's what's coming up next is that. Now, Daniel and I have, uh, you and I, we have this list that we've kind of been working through that's like, we've just been kind of throwing people on there who we think might be interesting to talk to. And uh, Pretty big list now. The list, I think, is approaching 60. And uh, and I think... Five dozen. Is that three score or is that one and a half score? I can't remember how many scores. That's three score. That's three score. score. We're probably going to take a short break. Um, Hopefully not too long. Just while we kind of... uh, uh, prep up for the for the next one and get going with recording some reaching out to some of these new guests but uh the first thing we're going to do on that is uh sort through our list and figure out kind of who are the top like five or so that we're most interested in and we're going to figure out uh how to get in touch with them hopefully some of them will say yes so um that's kind of where we are right now and uh that's what we're prepping to do uh if you have ideas of guests that you would like to hear feel free to tweet at us, let us know, or uh, reach out on the website. Either way, we've got a pretty healthy list going. How do you feel about where we are? How do you think about my, uh, that little description I threw at you? You, you got anything to, uh, to, to add or challenge there? No, I think we're really good. Um, yeah, I think we're really good. The last few episodes have been amazing. And uh, I've gotten more feedback on the last few episodes than any episodes before. Um, and Same. it's all been super positive. Which yep. makes me feel really, really good. Also makes me a little bit nervous. It has just been, it's been really overwhelming. So thank you for the support. It really does mean a lot. And we didn't, we didn't really plan on it. We weren't really prepared for it at all. So now here we are. And uh, we're really glad to have you along for the ride. And uh, we're super excited to reach out to, to uh, some, some guests who are going to help us level up a little bit more. Speaking of which, speaking of gratitude... It's time to monetize mm-hmm. this. It's time to turn this into dollars in the bank. It's been a fun free ride for everybody. And We've this all been sitting around having where a we're going good to old start time. disagreeing for about <laughs> some stuff. So we Listen. have reached the number of downloads where it would make sense for us to start monetizing. And Daniel and I have pretty different perspectives on how that ought to work. I don't think they're as different as you might think. So the agreement we had was, I thought, hey, we have enough downloads to start putting sponsors on here. That's what people do. Let's put sponsors on here. And then Daniel uh-huh. and I can make a little bit of money on the side because we do pour a lot of time into this thing and pour a lot of our and attention money. into it. And money. And so it's like a, you know, it's like the side project that's been 
uh, time and money and uh, attention expensive on us. And so we're like, it's hey, a, it'd be kind of cool. It's a beautiful sinkhole. Yeah, it's a beautiful little sinkhole we're pouring our resources into. So I thought, wouldn't it be cool if we had some ads on here? I don't think people would really mind. Daniel says, no, we should have a Patreon account. That's not what I said. <laughs> okay, clarify your position here. Allow me to clarify. What I said was, have you ever thought about having a Patreon account? Mm. And John says, Patreon accounts are disgusting. And I said, I sometimes think that ads are a little bit disgusting. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we allowed the listeners to tell us which they think is less disgusting and then use that? I think that's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. So uh, how's this going to work? How, how do listeners let us know what they would like? Um, I think probably what we're going to end up doing is uh, a Twitter poll. Twitter poll. You, you feel that? Yeah. Um, or do you sure. want to do like a Google form? Do you want to keep the results internal? Well, we can, we can be public with the results. I feel like the, the, the Twitter polls can only go for 24 hours, right? Oh, uh, that's true. Let's do a Google form. We'll do a Google form. Uh, the, my only object, my only thing with the Patreon is it, I, I don't really know where this stems out of. Maybe it's like a Midwestern German thing. I don't really know, but I, it, it feels a little bit weird that we both have these full-time jobs and then we do have them. We sit in a room and we talk into a mic Uh huh. and then we say, Hey everybody, we're going to pass the hat around so you can uh, chip in a dollar a month to, uh, you know, make us keep talking into a mic. It just feels a little self-important, you know? Yeah, no, totally. I mean, let me put it this way. Here are my thoughts on the whole thing. If people don't want to give us money on Patreon, which I think is very fair, then we're going to go get some sponsors, right? Yeah. And if people do want to give us some money on Patreon to not have sponsors, then like we'll be like, all right, cool. Let's live off of this little Patreon basket, you know? Yeah. Okay, so do we say uh, I, I'm fine with that? Do do we set uh, success criteria? How does this work? Like, do we say like if ten people are interested in contributing to a Patreon, we'll do it? Do we say like if fifty percent, you know, majority rules on the voting? How do how do we do this? Um, I would say majority rules on the voting. The only okay. rule I would impose immediately, and just so we're very clear, we will not have a Patreon and sponsors. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. I think this is. Uh, I think that kind of settles it. I, I agree. We should. We should. Uh, we should leave it. Leave it to the people. I have a feeling that if you got serious about yoga, that you could get really into it. Yeah. So Charlotte has gotten me on a little bit of yoga. This is the thing I don't understand. Why would I go to a place to do it when I have like a yoga mat and a house? Oh yeah, that's almost it. But actually, you're supposed to have your butt way back here. And all of a sudden, it becomes a completely new thing where I'm like, whoa, I was not doing the thing the first time. Well, I mean, I am in a town with a lot of yoga studios. As am I, except it costs like, you know, $75 a session. Not really. Really? I feel no, like this. No, no, I feel like I could make it a year just on like the free introductory session. <laughs> yeah. Of well, that's the thing is like within 10 miles of my house, there's a bunch of places that do like a month trial period. So I'm kind of thinking about shopping around for a while. Yeah. Shop around for a decade. I mean, those places go out of business <laughs> and open up like you, yeah. you could just... <laughs> You could just really like operate on uh, on free trials for the rest of your existence. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's like a Ponzi scheme. Who's actually paying for you? <laughs> That's the thing, right? I think. Well, I think it's definitely more of a pyramid scheme because of the shape you create with your body when you do this. So true. I've been thinking a lot about a couple episodes ago. It seems a little weird for us to do follow up on something that was just two episodes ago, but I've gotten a lot of. It's the best uh, follow up. It's the best follow up. 
uh, I've gotten a lot of really uh, positive feedback on some of the stuff that Merlin talked about with creative projects about just continuing to show up and do the thing over and over in order to figure out how to do it. And um, I've been thinking about that, especially in terms of this idea of incrementalism. Uh, there was a really, really good episode of Freakonomics uh, pretty recently that I'll put link to in the show notes about this idea of incrementalism. They're talking about how the you know the fastest way to kill a project actually I mean, they didn't really frame it up this way but this is kind of how I took it was like the fastest way to kill a project is to have really really grand grandiose vision for it where you assume that things are going to go really really well really really fast and that you're going to figure things out quickly you're going to become an expert overnight uh, and then you're just going to kick butt and just build something really awesome in a super fast uh, you know super fast process on the first iteration iteration and that's just the, the having such uh, unrealistic expectations, at least for me, can be, become really discouraging really fast. And I've been really interested in this idea of incrementalism, this idea of like gradual, small improvements over a very long period of time. Uh, it uh -huh. seems like that's kind of how learning happens, and it feels like that's sort of how you actually get better at something. Uh, and I, I feel like this podcast has been a really good lesson for me in that department, that we've we've kind of had these really gradual improvements over uh what six eight months however long we've been doing this and uh, yeah something think, like that i think we're finally getting to a place where it's like we're making episodes that both of us are proud of uh and i'm really excited about that yeah no i agree um i can talk most about this from like the client perspective of like having clients and like having clients who have like a huge big vision of a thing that they want to build and then like yeah. helping helping them see that maybe instead we should build something like really small and simple so that you can find all the problems right um, but yeah, like that is a huge thing. And like, I, I am like the first to, you know, tout the benefits of like agile project management right. and the big, the big message of agile project management is like ship early, ship often. Right. Hmm. Uh, the whole like lean startup methodology is like based on the idea that like, I'm going to make like the smallest thing I could possibly make that still adds value. But yeah, the whole like lean startup methodology is based on the idea that you're going to make like the smallest thing you can possibly make that could still add value. Yeah. And then you're going to like every two weeks add an amount of value. And whether that's like building features or like fixing bugs or doing whatever, like you're going to do like a little bit of work every couple of weeks and like ship it. Yeah, I love that. And it's funny because, you know, I think I've told you before, I've gotten in the habit of using my notes app and I write down whenever someone says something that kind of resonates with me I, I i write it down and uh i had three different things that were all related to this this idea uh and i they're all really like kind of pithy but i found them actually pretty helpful one was i was remembering uh my friend landon gray in high school landon was a really good baseball player and i remember i would ask him to hang out after school and he'd say no no, no i gotta go straight home and i gotta throw the baseball with my dad because every day you either get better or you get worse and i was hmm. like whoa that's kind of heavy. That was one thing I wrote down. Another thing I wrote down is something that my boss, Henry, says a lot, which is his entire, like, uh, this is like his, like, guiding ethos for all the companies that we've worked at is to suck less every day. Because this is just like, that's his thing. It's just like every time a mistake is made, it's like, all right, own the mistake, suck less tomorrow. That's just like, that's the best we can do. Uh, yeah. which is a pithy thing that, another pithy thing that helps me. And then the, 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 the sort of analytical side of it, which I thought was pretty interesting, is uh, I get this, uh, I get this, um, uh, newsletter, this uh, whatever daily email, whatever from this guy uh, Tom Tungus, who's a really interesting software uh, investor, 
uh, with Redpoint Ventures. And he put out this really interesting uh, post recently about incremental improvements. And he made the point that, you know, if, if you show up at work one day and make a 1% improvement in your performance, that's uh, that doesn't really feel super meaningful. But there's 250 work days in the year. If you make a 1% improvement on each of those 250 days, you're 13 times better at the end of the uh, at the end of the year because it's like learning and improvements like that are like add up like compound interest over time. Um, right. And I feel like that's like where we're starting to like head with the show is like we have we started out knowing basically nothing. And each episode have just made these like kind of like minor incremental improvements. We've gotten better at talking into mics. We've gotten better at knowing what topics are going to work, what topics won't work, and uh, what kind of guests will be interesting. And uh, I'm really excited about that idea just to like continue showing up faithfully and putting out imperfect work on a regular basis and uh, being imperfect in public and just uh, making those little 1% improvements. I'm, uh, that actually kind of gets me fired up. It's, 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 it's way less sexy than a grandiose project, but it actually gets me pretty excited. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, two things on that. One, I think that's totally true. Two, I'm incredibly turned off by people who use like exponential math as like <laughs> this like weird justification for their great ideas. Uh, so the idea that you're like, you know, one percent better, but like one percent better over time. Like, imagine if you like just got one percent better than being one percent better than yesterday, infinitely forever Uh then by the time you die you become a demigod yeah exactly and like it i don't know it just makes me cringe you know because it's like yeah we've all heard of compound interest like we all did a word problem we were in eighth grade you know but could but 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 yes and can you refute it yes i can refute it because it's i think it's important to not get better every day Hmm. i think i think it is important to have days where you're fine with not getting better. Yeah, I, th- I I think you shouldn't be mad about not getting better, but I think it's it that's sort of a, just a reminder to like getting better isn't like something I do, you know, like uh once every 3 months at my quarterly review, right? Uh it's it's something yeah, that can totally. be this like ongoing process and I can have the confidence that like getting a little bit better today will yield more results down the road, right? Yeah, no, I agree. And like and I'm not saying, like, you know, you should have days where you just decide to burn it all down. But, like, to me, it feels that type of messaging is, like, fodder for the whole visionary bro thing. Where <laughs> yeah. it's really easy in those places to, like, to put this weight of the morality of, like, of improving on yourself, right? And to, like, put yourself in a place where if I don't do a better day's work today than I did yesterday... I'm backsliding and I'm basically fired. Totally. I, I think the the way that I frame it up in my own mind, the incrementalism isn't meant to browbeat you for having a, a like a subpar day. Uh, for me, it's more of a way of reframing things in terms of like getting away from the um, kind of like reward-seeking grandiose thinking. Uh, yeah, totally. And so, because I think, so it's like, so I've been running a lot more lately and uh, when you run, you make progress really slowly. And the only way to make progress is to just keep running all the time. And so like, if you go in with a goal of like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds and I'm going to become a great runner. And that's what you're thinking. Like every time you go, I, and at least in my experience, you burn out super fast. But if you can reframe it as just like, 
I just got to keep showing up and I got to try not to have a bad week. That's like, that's if that becomes the goal is just like, there are long, long term rewards if I can just make this like this weekly practice where I go out a few times a week, two or three times a week, and just keep on showing up. Uh, that's to me is where improvements actually happen. Uh, and, and that's sort of the an- been the answer to my my bad thinking, which is, you know, I'm going to I'm going to just go out and drop a bunch of weight and become a, you know, a triathlete. Yeah. And that's a really fair point. Right. And like the the thing that I'm like pushing back on there isn't the thought like and I think the thing I agree with most of that thesis is like. Your improvements, like the massive improvements you make aren't going to be on having a good year like they're going to be on having a good day or having a good morning or having a good like like how I get through the first thing I do every morning yeah that are those are the wins I can get like I can't get wins that are like just be smarter or like just work really hard you know like just like put your nose to the grindstone and hustle you know because like I'm not like the type of person who's like convinced easily mm-hmm. and so I'm aware. Yeah, so like the like just work harder mentality, which I think is really big in like visionary bro culture and in like yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. Motiv- motivational productivity, um, which is just like, yeah, man, just like if you just think about how much money you're gonna have by the time you're 35, <laughs> then you'll like work harder today. The uh, the the connection I always have to this is the weight loss thing. I recently lost a decent amount of weight. And I realized that like there were all these different points in my life where I woke up and was like, I'm going to solve this problem in a week. I was like, <laughs> yeah, what ends up happening happen. is like, right. What, what ends up happening is you're like, okay, I have completely removed like all of the good stuff out of my diet and I'm not eating enough and I'm like running super hard and you burn out in a few days. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, like the way, the way I always think about it, the only thing, and I, you know, different strokes for different folks. The only thing that ever worked for me though was to basically just get into a mindset where I say, I'm going to make more good decisions than bad decisions. And that's mm-hmm. my only goal is just, I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to make more good decisions than bad decisions. I'm going to try to have uh, like two sensible meals for every like stupid meal. And uh, right. if you can just show up and set your expectations that low, gradual improvements happen and it takes a super long time. And the thing that I've found is that if I can actually get into that mindset of just like, set your expectations low, just try to make more good decisions than bad decisions. Eventually that becomes a habit and eventually that becomes muscle memory. And eventually you start feeling gross if you had, you know, three gross meals in a row. Uh, and, and I think that that's where I've gotten it to. And, and that's where I've kind of gotten to with this podcast. It's like, we're not going to become great podcasters in a month. Uh, we can make instead just make it a habit of trying to do a little bit better each time and that that really will, you know, yield some major improvements over the course of a year. Yeah, I agree. Um, And, like, I – this is sort of a maxim that's, like, more based in morality than I think a lot of these issues are. But, like, the idea of uh, doing the next right thing. Like, just do mm-hmm. the next right thing, right? Mm-hmm. Do the next right thing to me is, like, a very valuable concept, right? Because – and, like, you could almost shift it and say just do the next thing right. You know, because hmm. it it removes you from all of the guilt of past failures and yeah. all of the sort of navel gazing of like, am I good? Am I like good at this? Like it, it removes you from like self-analysis of like 
trying to categorize yourself as good or bad and just puts you in the position of the actor, right? I'm just the person who does a thing, right? And so when the next thing next thing presents itself, my job is to like do it right, you know? And then if I don't do it right, my job is not to think about the last wrong thing. It's to do the next right thing. Right. That mentality is very valuable. And I think that fits well into the incrementalism thing, the like suck less every day that your boss was talking about. Like yesterday, like I never caught a groove. And so it's easy for me to sit down and say like, man, I am a person who does not catch grooves. Right, you know? right, right, right. I don't catch grooves. I'm not productive. Like every day of work is a giant battle for me. And there's no way that I'm going to easily complete a small amount of work tomorrow. But uh, at the same time, if I'm able to like sort of separate my future endeavors from past failures and just say like do the next thing right, then when I get to the next day after having like a rough day, it's a lot easier to sort of directly just address the day as it comes, right? And like deal with the day on its own terms. But Charlotte drove me to Charlotte and then... And that's something. It's, is that a recursion? What is that? Is that a misunderstanding? Because I don't understand it. Because you stand under me. Charlotte. <laughs> you don't understand me. Uh-huh. Well, so how was Laracon? It was wonderful. It was excellent. It was short and intense, and I didn't sleep very much. Uh, and I met, like, everyone I've admired on Twitter uh, for a long time. He says, ah, it's NBD, which stands for No BD, which is a reference to the actor BD Wong, who I'm told <laughs> is a very big deal. <laughs> that is a good one full disclosure i'm standing here in my swim trunks uh getting ready to head back out to the beach you uh, sandy i'm not sandy right now because I've, I've been in the house most of the day living a life of lavish luxury yeah uh, you're, you're popping those l's yeah what's the opposite of what is that just a losive oh, yeah. <laughs> um Cool. So let's talk about the guests on the show. Okay. Um, uh, should we pull up our list? Let's pull up our list. Do you want to just like shout out these names of people we haven't contacted? Yeah. Now keep in mind, I some of these are some of these are uh, long shots, and some of these are not long shots. And I, it would be nice if at the end of this conversation, if we had kind of a top five. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I think that's good. I like the idea of each of us, uh, you know, kind of like making the case for a couple, couple, three of these people. Why don't you make a case to me and then I'll make one back to you? Okay. Um, I think it would be super interesting to talk to a writer. And so I was thinking through writers that I really like. And I think it would be amazing to talk to, Na- to Ta-Nehisi Coates. Okay. How do you feel about How does that rub you? Uh, I think that would be cool. How feasible? You think, where do you think that lies on the feasibility scale? You think he's, uh, you can get, we can just get in touch with him? How does that work? I don't know. That seems like more of a has an agent type of a situation. Right. That's He's the putting only... out like a book every other year at this point. Yeah. So that's my only concern is like, how do you get in there and get that, get that contact? But I'm, I'm always game to try. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll put that one on the, on the back burner. You make, you make a case. Who do you get? Um, I'm going to pull off the list. Uh, I think Pat, the manager. So yeah, Pat, the manager. Good, that's a good one. Pat the manager is uh, Chance the Rapper's manager. Mm-hmm. So he's the one <laughs> responsible for all of the workflow and, uh, you know, all of the sort of meta little topics that we like to talk about on the show uh-huh. for the crazy independent career of Chance the Rapper. Please say the rapper. 
Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm totally on board with that. The that's a good one. Uh, along the same, uh, it's interesting how many of how many of the ones we want to do are in the entertainment industry. Uh, but uh, along the same lines, I was looking at Kashana Kali, who I followed on Twitter for a while. She's really funny on Twitter. Found out that she is a uh, writer for the Daily Show, and along with being a columnist and a lot of other things. But I've always been fascinated by people who work in comedy and have to just show up and be funny and write funny jokes on command. Uh, that sounds mm-hmm. like an impossible job to me. Totally fascinating. I think Kashana Kali is uh, pretty close to the top of my list. Awesome. I have a couple people I threw in here. Um, I really would be interested in talking to Father Robert Balliser, uh, who his his branded name is the Digital Jesuit. Woo! Um, and he is basically, as far as I can tell, kind of like the official uh, Vatican envoy into like Twitter and the tech community. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a regular host on some podcasts on the Twit Network. Uh, he's a regular guest on This Week in Tech. He, when Leah was out of town, he's often the co-host of Security Now with Steve Gibson. He's like a super well-versed nerd um and like really smart about you know security and infosec and stuff like that but also like is doing all of this as some sort of an emissary from the vatican which i think is a very interesting concept that's a crazy that would be very interesting yeah so i feel like we could get him he's out there on twitter we could we could reach him that sounds great uh, yeah i feel like i haven't actually heard him go into the whole story of what his job is and how he got it. Yeah. I've got a few others. Sonal, Chakshi, Krista Tippett. The other one that, you know what the, uh, in terms on the Krista business Tippett side of things. Krista Tippett would be awesome. Krista Tippett would be crazy. Uh, on the, on the uh, business side of things, because I still do, you know, the, the I feel like one of the only areas of any kind of expertise that I actually have is talking about business stuff, which we actually don't really talk about very much on here. But I would love to get into a little bit of like business strategy stuff because I just find it so interesting. Um, yep. One of the most interesting business people, maybe like the most interesting like person in Silicon Valley right now, is Stuart Butterfield from Slack. And uh, he is a super conscientious dude, and he was a co-founder at Slack. Part of what I really like about him is that he's a real like liberal arts guy. And uh, if you look at his Twitter feed, he talks very little about Slack, talks very little about like business and fundraising and technology, and talks more about like literature and <laughs> a lot of other right. interesting stuff so i he would be i think that would be a hard one to get that'd be a hard one to get that might be more of a like you uh, think we need to level up a few more times but he you is, think that would uh, be a hard one to get i think that would be a hard one to get those are the big ones for me what, you, you got what you got one more you want to throw one more in there uh well yeah there's a couple of good ones uh so i like the idea of getting a mcelroy Oh my goodness! Show. Getting a McElroy on here would be uh, a, a game changer. Those guys you've, are. You've just... got Justin. You've got Justin, but I, Eileen Travis. Oh, that's funny. I actually have two separate things on here. I have Justin and Griffin, but I didn't even write Travis down. Man. Well, anyway, they're all great. They're really um, all great. I have just recently discovered The Adventure Zone, hmm. and holy cow, that's an excellent podcast. They are almost too funny it feels so effortless it's amazing they, they have like they each have like 20 different podcasts and they just show up and just spit out funny it's incredible it's like they're not even trying it's transcendently funny it's so funny uh my their dad is great one Boy, of my old dad. favorites i know my brother my brother and me is kind of the 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 canonical you know mcelroy brothers podcast but uh 
two other kind of off the beaten path recommendations. The McElroys will be in Trolls 2 is an extremely Amazing. funny podcast about how they're lobbying to become part of the movie Trolls 2. Uh, and the other one is uh, Cool Games Inc., which is Griffin McElroy and Nick Robinson, and they come up with uh, fake video game ideas. And it is uh, hysterical. Have you listened to The Adventure Zone? Yeah, once or twice. It's amazing. It's the three of them and their father playing Dungeons and Dragons, and Griffin is the DM and like wrote the whole campaign. Yeah, so those are, I think that's the top of our list right there. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You've, that's top we've got three. other great people on here. Let's just There's... shout out a couple of these people so people know what we're talking about. So yeah, we mentioned Krista Tippett, uh, CGP Grey, that would be incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, John Roderick really... would be a dream guest. John Roderick would be a dream guest. Dan Benjamin, also a dream guest. He would love to talk about the show on the show with us, and that's what we do. 